Yo, 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 it's your girl and boy CT. I'm Cindy Barnes. And I'm Travis Barnes. And we are the founders of the Overcomers Podcast. The Overcomers Podcast is designed to help you overcome adversity and live your dreams. Every week, we will be sharing stories of people who found their strength in their struggle. The Overcomers Podcast is sponsored by Journey 333. And that's a lot of threes, so let me tell you what it is. It's fitness, coaching, and nutrition. It is a place where we help you to look better, live better, and feel better, and it is mind, body, spirit. Today, we're going to help you get your mind right with our special guest. Hello, Overcomer Nation. Boy, do I have a treat for you today. (laughs) Recently, my wife and I, Cindy, traveled to uh, Sedona, Arizona, and we got to meet this wonderful lady. It was our, our first of a series of coaching and healing that we were on, Inika Ranjita Ryan. She is the owner, which she prefers to call herself uh, more of like uh, trusted with a sacred privilege for a place called Your Heart's Home. And let me tell you, folks, uh, they gave me a box of tissues that I would uh, take with me along the way just in case I needed them. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to need any tissues. You know? <laughs> well, let me tell you, just one session with Ranjita and she just had my heart so open and healing so much that I said, boy, the world needs to know more about what's going on here and how they can get in touch with their spirits like I was fortunate enough to do. And so I asked her to be on this podcast and Ranjita, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so honored to be here with you, oh. Travis. And, uh, and I feel I feel Cindy in spirit with us. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, I wish yeah. she was here. Um, but she is here in spirit. You're right about that. And let me tell you, uh, so I didn't get a chance to just mention, you know, Ranjita is a coach. Uh, she's a healer. Uh, she's an author. And she's learned to get in touch with her spirit in a special way. But fortunately for you, fortunately for you, Overcomer Nation, it's a way that you can do it too. So uh, Ranjita, if we could, you know, let everybody get to know you a little bit, you know, tell us a little bit about your journey and uh Tell the world what you want them to know. Let's let's talk. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, um, let's first, you know, put a big, huge high five out to Sedona Soul Adventures, which is what you were uh, led to. And I was one of the practitioners that was uh, had the sacred privilege, as I say, to be able to serve you and Cindy on your um, intentional journey here yeah. and your um it was just exciting to meet you. I was so, I was just so impressed with the two of you. I was, your story just had me riveted and um, had me just, you know, really humbled at your feet that I had the privilege of being in sacred space with you and Cindy and all that you had been through. Well, I agree. So thank you, you for asking. Hi, yeah, high five. Yeah, High five to yeah. <laughs> Soul Adventures and, uh, you know, Deborah Sangle and all the people that she's brought together to be part of that because it is a real interesting group. And it's just people that want to help people that got together in our group. So you, you, you go to different places and you get to connect with different people. And it's interesting. I don't know, Overcomer Nation, have you ever had this happen in your life where um, you didn't end up where you thought you were going to be, but you ended up where you were supposed to be? And so we originally received an itinerary that did not include Ranjita. Uh, Ranjita was good enough to step in for somebody that I think that they had an illness or, or something happened in their family. But uh, then we were just by chance or coincidence. Einstein said coincidence was God's way of remaining anonymous. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so uh, yeah. let's just say that. And that's how we got to meet. So yes, high five to Sedona Soul Adventures. That's awesome. Yeah, And I don't know if you know this, but Deborah. Um, came here to your heart's home uh, 23 years ago as a guest. 
And uh, yeah, she was a, an attorney, a burned out, uh, really not happy attorney in Omaha, Nebraska. And she came here for a retreat and we had a, a life changing, altering um, session that her soul told her, you cannot continue to do what you're doing. Anyway, short and long and story is that she came back here 13, no, 17 times in two and a half years as my friend. And uh, we became very super duper allies. And the unfolding of Sedona Soul Adventures kind of got seated right here at your heart's home and the earth energies that are very prominent in this uh, canyon. And so anyway, that, that story is a, is a whole nother story. But what I'd love to share about is my adversity and uh, how I got led into this work. And I call myself a transformational healing artist. Okay. And I artist. like, yes, I, I, uh, I've coined that, that term for myself. And I like the art part of that, um, that word itself. Um, that, that title itself, because I love to be able to be creative and to be able to just go with the flow that's moving through me as I'm working um, with others to help them to get more connected to their the essence of who they are. Well, I've gotten so to it, witness the artist part of that. Uh, <laughs> you know, I've gotten to experience it firsthand. I think I was part of the artwork. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was... I always tell people when I, I say I'm in the surprise of the uncharted moment with you and let's see where it goes. Oh, so what, le- what, what led me, le- what led me into um, my spiritual path was it started very young in my life. When I was 13 years old, I started to become a compulsive overeater. That was my way of soothing myself. That was my way of being able to fill up those those uh, holes that were becoming really gaps in my being and a way to feel like I could get some sweetness out of life. And so 13, 14, um, my mother starting to put me on diets, you know, really restrictive diets. And by 16 years old, I thought that I invented bulimia. Me, I invented it, right? No, I guess I was just following a tradition of, um, of insanity, but I started to really become completely out of control mm. with binging and purging and everything else that you could imagine in between to try to stay at some weight that would be acceptable for my mother and still have this, you know, this compulsion that was building, you know, as a, like a hungry lion inside of me. So by the time I was 20 years old, and my life was totally out of control. I went to my first 12 step meeting, which was, it had just birthed out of the movement of the over of Alcoholics Anonymous and it was called Overeaters Anonymous. Mm-hmm. And um, I quickly read through the 12 steps and I'm like, oh my God, this is a spiritual program. This is based on having some kind of a surrender to a power greater than myself. Well, there was no, there was no uh, question that I was not out, a, out of control. My life had become unmanageable and all the things that, you know, put you on your hands and knees. So I just decided to take a big old shortcut, you know, which I tend to do. And I thought, well, I'm just going to the, to the surrender step. I left the meeting 
I went, I was living in Wisconsin on, um, you know, near, near Lake Michigan. I went to the shores of Lake Michigan while the sun was setting. And I put out a call to the universe that was so sincere. And I just said, you know, God, and I say God, because, and, and now I have a whole different um, meaning for God, you know, that is very universal, but I was raised Catholic and very, very Catholic and very, you know, you know, religious. And, um, but this God thing, I was like, you know, I had rejected the religious and the dogmatic part of God, you know, when I was early in my life around 13, I thought this is not the God I know. Mm-hmm. So when I stood on the seashore, on um, the, the lake shore, I just said, whoever you are, whatever you are, wherever you are, I need help. Mm-hmm. I need help. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, the help came in the most unexpected ways. Away, I started having this shaking that started quaking through my body. It started from my feet and it went up my legs mm-hmm. and it started, you know, as it gets, got to my hips and my belly every emotion that I had been stuffing down with the food began to come up. You know, it was like, there was no holding it back. I began to sob Mm. and sob and sob. And this movement just kept going. It was like being in an emotional storm that was out of control. And um, I couldn't, I couldn't have stopped it if I wanted. It was like a train moving through me. And in the meantime, my body just kept shaking and shaking. It was like, you know, the, um, you know, the life force was just, you know, was, it, it was so, um, it was so powerful that, you know, to this day, I can't, I, I can feel it, you know? Right. So I, uh, I fell to my hands and knees. I couldn't stand up anymore. And then my head hit the sand and the movement just kept moving through me and moving through me and moving through me waves and waves and waves until all of a sudden, everything went quiet. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, in the quiet and the stillness, the voice of my soul started speaking to me as clear as a bell, as clear as a bell, and said to me, you are going to change everything about your life. You are going to say goodbye to everyone that you know that's familiar to you. You are going to pack your bags and you are going to buy a van and you're going to go on an epic adventure and you're going to be led and guided every step of the way. And this epic adventure is going to change your life and lead you to who you are. And I was like, oh my God. I mean, I had two jobs. I was going to school. I had a boyfriend. I had a big family. You know, I mean, I had a lot going on back in, you know, Wisconsin at this young age. Yeah. How old were you again? Uh, this was this was 20 years old. I was 20 years okay. old when this, you know, when this happened. When you're here when you're hearing your soul speaking to you. You're 20 years old. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I went home and I told my sister, Christine, we lived in an apartment together near the college we were going to. And I said, Christine, you are never going to believe what happened to me. I said, I, I think I had a spiritual awakening. And 
my soul spoke to me and said that I was going to leave everything and leave you say goodbye to everyone and take get a van and I was going to travel around the United States and I was going to be led and guided and she said well you're not going without me <laughs> okay right good sister <laughs> and so with within 30 days she we quit our jobs we said goodbye to our family our boyfriends our you know everybody that was familiar mm-hmm. we bought our van we called him van morrison <laughs> <laughs> we fixed little van Mor- mystic <laughs> we fixed van morrison up you know like a little home we put a bed and and uh you know it was just you know it was primitive but it was just just what we needed uh-huh. we took a magic marker and this is before gps and everything else obviously <laughs> uh, and made a big huge circle all around the United States of America. That was our trip tick. And uh, we started off from Wisconsin and within three days and hitting the Rocky mountains, I looked at my sister and I said, I know I'm never going to be going back wow. now how this affected. So anyway, the, the long and the short of the story is that I thought that after that spiritual awakening, I was just going to, not be a compulsive overeater anymore, that it was going to instantly heal me, that I was going to just, you know, have this, you know, this magical miracle um, relief. And that didn't happen that way. Mm -hmm. Uh, It happened through a deep, deep dive into my inner being. And, um, and sure enough, we were led and guided every step of the way. That was the most magical uh, year of my life. And we found Sedona in our travels and when we found Sedona my sister and I both felt like oh my god this is our home this is our soul's home and this was when Sedona was a little teeny tiny town this was over 45 years ago that uh, we found Sedona and it was 2,500 people in all of the greater Sedona area so you can imagine you know after you've been to Sedona recently what uh, little Sedona was like, but it was just the beauty here and the sacredness of this land was exactly what the healing medicine was that I needed. I, by the time I, you know, I had gone so deep into the, into the addiction, I was the most self-loathing, self-hating, shameful person. And the, the journey of being able to fall in love with myself, to be able to go in and allow spirit to help me unravel all the things that were keeping me bound inside. So I really was not only led and guided every step of the way with this journey, um, the physical journey of going to all these different places and spaces, but the, the ability to keep going inside and go deeper and deeper. And, you know, I, I remember when you were here and I was uh, enlightening you to yeah. the, the, the bandits, you know, the bandits that rob us of um, and that run every addiction under the surface. Mm-hmm. So the bandits I discovered in myself, which I didn't, I don't think I mentioned that. Oh yeah. How I discovered the bandits was that they were, they were eating me up inside, but they are, self-judgment mm-hmm. that feeds guilt and guilt that feeds shame listen to and that listen to that let's let's repeat that because 
that was something that I was a big takeaway for me from the session that we had. There was twerps and bandits. And yeah. <laughs> if, if we can, the bandits are a little bigger than twerps. These, these two, these two can kind of sit on your shoulder. Those are those negative voices. But you said that the bandits are self-judgment that mm-hmm. leads to guilt, that leads to shame. Those that are like fe- the- feeds guilt. Feeds guilt. And, and guilt feeds shame. It's like, it's like this toxic feeding frenzy that goes on underneath the surface of our life. And the bandits use any addictive, uh, you know, behavior, you know, whether it be drinking or smoking or, you know, like gambling, it's like, but they're the ones, they're the things that we're really addicted to. We're addicted to that, you know, because we're used to feeling that shame and that, you know, that, um, you know, guilt about ourselves. So, when I evicted, literally evicted, when I, when I, when my eyes were so open to what was running this addiction under the surface mm-hmm. and I released that secret marriage and I said to myself, you know, if I eat a house, <laughs> hook, line and stinker, um, I am not going to judge myself, feel guilty or shameful about it. And I, I mean, I literally made that determination. And from that determination, I unmarried the secret, you know, the secret energy that had been using my life. And yeah, guess, guess what happened? What happened? The compulsion fell away. Yeah. Yeah. It had, it, it had, it couldn't, it did, had nothing to link into anymore. Yeah. If I, you know, and so when the, when the compulsion, I mean, you know, it's like all of a sudden I was literally after 15 years, Travis, mm-hmm. of fighting this compulsive disorder, you know, that was running my life and costing me an unbelievable, you know, um, sense of self and many other things, money included, you know, like mm-hmm. a time and energy and all the things that are our most valuable resources. Um when I would have a compulsion, what I would do is I would just sit in a chair and I would go through the entire process mm-hmm. in my mind's eye. Like I was, okay, I'm getting in my car and I'm driving to the store, you know, and I go to the store and I'm getting all the things that I want to, you know, pinch on it. And I'm barely getting out of the checkout line before I've got the bag of potato chips, you know, popped open and I'm already, you know, on my way. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'd go through the whole thing all the way down, all the way through to the, to the end process, which was never pretty. And I would just go, okay, now does, does that feel like love to you? Mm. Right. And yeah. every single time it was, oh no, that feels like, that feels like torture. That feels like self-abuse. That feels like anything but love. And in that moment, I would just say, what does feel like love to you? What are you, what are you hungering for? Mm-hmm. And then I, it was usually something about, you know, something really nurturing, you know, really beautiful that would feed me, you know, mm-hmm. something, you know, that, that I was really craving. And then I would give myself that directly. And um anyway this this story i tell you is like holding a skeleton of an old self up because i've had 100% complete and total freedom from food from my weight i never have to worry about my weight 
it doesn't go up or down. It stays one steady for, and this has been years and years. I eat when I'm hungry. I, I eat the foods that I enjoy and that I love and that feel good to me. Um, I have a completely different uh, life. And so what happened is through this journey of being able to heal myself from this grip, the grips of this addiction, I realized I have a passion mm-hmm. for this healing process. Like I, I just started to be so um, fascinated with our the, the psycho, spiritual, emotional abilities of these bodies and these physical mm-hmm. beings that are are the temple of spirit and. And what a miracle this is that we live as this union between a human and a spirit and how to enhance that spiritual connection so that that's what lives our life. That's what guides us. That's what, you know, shows us each step of the way. So fast forward, Travis, my life and listening to that soul that woke me up that day has just been magical. I mean, my soul has continued to guide me and show show me and and I get these downloads, you know, and it's just, they're just clear as a bell. Yeah. There's sometimes, uh I I guess I I just, a couple of things that that you're saying, I like, I, I feel like since the time you were 20 and you had that spiritual awakening, you've had this strong inner voice inside you that kind of coached you through things because with the overeating and you said, uh, you know, you had this voice inside you saying, did that feel like love? Uh, you know, like, I mean, that's a good, strong inner voice that, you know, you can kind of have this, uh, the soul part of yourself, this higher self speaking to you, you know, just kind of coaching you and, and loving you through something to say, you know, this is not how you want to treat yourself. And uh, I think that's amazing because I think a lot of us, uh, don't know how to tune into that voice. Uh, you know, a lot of us might, maybe we have the, I think we all have the same uh, voice that we could tune into. We just have been ignoring it or keeping it quiet. And you you have uh, this powerful voice that was speaking to you through that, that adversity in your life, which I think is awesome. And uh, what I just want all the listeners to tune into as well is did you hear how she, she used the word evicted. She said, I, when I evicted the bandits, you know, like the, the bandits of, you know, maybe you can relate to this. Do you judge yourself on things? And does that judgment feed the guilt? And then does that feed the shame? And, and then do you keep doing those things? And what would it be like if you weren't judging yourself on those things? Would you be free of it the same way that Ranjita was, you know? Uh, so really, really, really powerful stuff. Um, so can, do I, you, can I make, can I make a little um, comment yeah, about, so we, we all have, you know, inner senses. These inner senses are how our spirit can um, guide us. So some of us do have a little bit more of the auditory. You know, they have that inner voice and, they, and they've become used to hearing that inner voice and that inner voice is what they kind of lean into. Some, of, some people have inner vision, you know, where they actually see, they see the 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 picture the you know it's 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 spelled out to them through their their visual and some people have the inner sense of the the feeling you know or the intuition where they just know they just know what they know and so you know when you when you start really tuning in with these inner senses and the thing about the inner senses is is that those are the ones that will come up first they're like the immediate 
uh, you know, they're right there on the surface, but then those twerps that we were talking about earlier, you know, those little voices in our head that don't mm -hmm. shut up, that are always telling us what we should have done, could have done, why did they do, you know, but, uh, they're, they're all the little critical judgmental voices. They're, they often override that in, inner sense, you know, they say, oh, you could never do that or, well, how could, why would you think that you could write that book, you know, and, you know, well, you know, you know, and, and so they'll undermine our very connection. So when we learn, you know, that's, that's the thing that we want to be is a very excellent steward mm. of our energetic field mm -hmm. and our, and we want to harvest these inner resources so that we can use those inner resources as our primary guide and our, you know, our, our real, um, the, the real essence of ourself that can lead us through life and really expose the magic and the miracles that we are living in every single day. Yeah, if we, yeah if we that's, choose. that's really good. And the word steward, uh, steward, that's how I wanted to introduce you because even though she owns your heart's home, she calls herself a steward. And then also mm -hmm. in my experience with you, Rangita, when we were talking about the twerps, because I have some twerps, if you're, if you want to know. <laughs> we all do. We all do. <laughs> <laughs> I have some twerps. And Rangita, but, we, but we want to... We don't right. want to listen to those. Right, right. <laughs> That's, right. You, we don't want to you listen it, to those twerps. You they're, made they're it like, so simple. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you don't want to give like, them any power. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You said, you said, you know, you turn to those twerps on your shoulder and say, you know, your energy is not welcome here. And, you know, that's that's what we're talking about here. Like that you have different energy fields that you can operate in. Uh, the opposite of fear is love, right? But when we're in those lower energy fields that maybe the bandits took us to because of judgment and guilt and shame. And, you know, now we're afraid of, you know, what we think or what others think or all those kind of things. Um, we're just we're operating in spaces where we don't want to live. So Ranjita taught me when I was at your heart's home. So tell those twerps that they're not welcome here. And I said, oh, yeah, I like that. You know, let's, let's take them out, too. Yeah. Well, we're the commander and chief of our of our field. So we really want to be you know, a, a, oh, a, a worthy steward of this, of this energetic field and, and have what enhances, you know, our life and our self-love and what you were speaking of, you know, in terms of lower energies, I mean, you said it really fast of, you know, there's fear and then there's love. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I think everybody kind of knows that they can um, operate, you know, in those, one of those two operating systems, uh, uh, I call them vibrations. Mm -hmm. And Eckhart Tolle, his first book, and he's, a, he's an amazing consciousness teacher, he exposed this phenomenon that he called the pain body. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I had bells and whistles going off because the pain body, I mean, is that not a great word that mm -hmm. describes what we are, you know, typically under a lot of influence of? Mm -hmm. So Eckhart Tolle, as he, he goes on and on about the pain body in his um, Power of Now book. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wait, I want this. I want the simple definition. Okay, ex exactly what is the pain body? How do you get rid of the pain body? And is, and then I'm thinking, you know, if there's a pain body, is there a joy body? Mm -hmm. And how could one live in the joy body all the time? Mm -hmm. So this is what I woke up with in the middle of the night one night, and now and I asked spirit to give me the, you know, to to give me that uh, information. Mm -hmm. So spirit, 
again, here's my inner voice says, All right. the pain, yeah, the pain. The <laughs> love it. I, just, I, I love it. I love, I, love, I, love I, I love spirit so much. Anyway, spirit says, the pain body is not who you are. It's like an energetic entity that feeds off of your life force energy like a parasite. Mm -hmm. And the only way that that parasitic energy can get into your life force is wherever you're vibrating in fear. Mm. And so, and so spirit was like, fear is a low grade frequency. If you're vibrating in the frequency of fear, you're an attractive energy for pain body activity. Once a pain body's in, you know, once a pain body can then, you know, use your energy for its feeding, it works in collusion with those twerps. Wow. To keep us at the low grade fear thoughts. Yes. So, you know, yeah. and then when I asked, is there a pain, uh, is there a joy body? Spirit said, of course, there's a joy body. The joy body is who you are. Mm. And the joy body lives right inside your inner being. And I mean, like all your chakras and everything are lined up with this core of joy that vibrates to the frequency of love. So love is a frequency, Travis. Fear is a frequency. Think of it as an energetic, you know, vibrational uh, quality of energy. And if you're vibrating in the frequency of love, pain body cannot touch you. It's the wrong frequency. It, can't, it doesn't have a meeting place. It, it doesn't have any place to grip in. So I asked spirit, how do you stay in the joy, in the joy body all the time? Mm -hmm. And spirit said, that's, that's easy. There's a three word mantra, like a three word prayer. Mm -hmm. And if you're willing to use this mantra as your constant prayer, this mantra will keep all pain body activity away. This mantra will vibrate your frequency at the frequency of love, your natural state. That's your natural state, the frequency of love. And this is the most powerful prayer that you could ever say to the divine. And I said, <laughs> okay, what's my mantra? Yeah, what is it? Okay. I promise you'll use it? Yes, yes. If I give it to you? Okay. Overcome okay. our nation. We're making a promise okay. together right now. Here we okay, go. all right, here we go. Because I'll tell you, this, this changed my life. I mean, it really did. And in the most simple way and... But what the three words are is, and repeat after me, I, I love, love me. Me. I love me. I love me. Yeah. I love how hard, me. How hard is that to say sometimes? And we need Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. People, I know. Well, when you first hear it, it's like so adverse because we were taught, oh, don't don't love yourself because that's selfish or that's conceited or that's arrogant. And now we have the big word narcissism, which is, you know, like, you know, for people who think too highly of them, you know, anyway, but that's totally different than what I'm speaking of. This is not this, I'm so great. No, yeah. this is literally you're amping up your frequency. You're literally moving your frequency to this inner, just this inner vibrational core of love. And when you're vibrating in that frequency of love, that frequency is the same frequency that's known as the Christ consciousness. It's known as heaven on earth. Mm -hmm. It's known as your natural state. Wow. 
And so when you're there, you feel this attunement, this at one I mean, I'm a total nature girl. I live in the middle of nature. <laughs> boy, boy, she, you know, you, you don't know uh, because you can't tell just by listening to this podcast, how beautiful your heart's home is this sanctuary uh, that is where Ranjita is the steward, actually the owner, but she prefers <laughs> to call herself the steward, but uh, she is positioned right between the uh, masculine and feminine energy in these mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> these yeah. moments. Uh, oh my gosh, we could go on. We could go. Canyon uh, Mama, yeah, yeah that, Canyon that was, Mama. It's just it's awesome. But yeah. uh, Travis, again, you know my 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 coming, you know my being led to your heart's home was not like oh I'm I'm looking for a new place to live and I'm I'm a you know going to go out and look at real estate. No, I I came onto this property and my inner voice said to me again clears the bell this is like i mean i'm the magic of when when you listen is just and then you follow is just it's incomparable to you know anything that we can do when we push and struggle in life so i get out so i get out of my car came to visit a friend of mine that lived here and my inner voice said welcome to your new home i said i'm not looking for a new home and the inner voice continued and said no Like, listen up. This place wants to be a sanctuary for people to come to receive the teaching and the healing of this land. Now, you're going to go through an initiation to be the steward of this land, the keeper of the sanctuary, and the priestess of the temple. Wow. They said that in quotes priestess of the temple. They said, now, as time goes on, you're going to know exactly what this calling is about. They told me what was going to happen to my friend who um, was the owner here. And she, they told me her time here is over. She's going to be called forth to serve the world in a much bigger way. Mm-hmm. You're going to be coming here and you're going to turn this room into a guest room. And this room will be, I mean, I didn't even, I, I didn't even know the layout of the house. Mm-hmm. I, I had never been here during the day or anything. But they laid this all out. And then they said, and don't worry. Eventually, you'll be able to afford to buy this place. Wow. So, you know, just kind of, you know, so this. No, so within, within one week, well, first of all, within two days, my friend was called for to serve the world in a bigger way. And she knew that was her calling. Within one week, Canyon Mama I'm on the property now three times in one week because the property like, and, uh, and Canyon mama introduced herself and she introduced her partners. She introduced the teaching and the healing of the land. All of a sudden it was like, Oh my God, this is, this is the sacred place. And these earth energies have called me to be their spokes, you know, their, their, uh, their steward and their spokespeople. And, Canyon Mama told me, she said, I am going to, I'm going to draw the people here that I will be working with. And you'll know who they are and just introduce me because she's this big, open, receptive energy that, that is like this, you know, she's saying that the connection to our spirit is through the receptive principle. 
It's through the feminine principle. It's not through the masculine, you know, that we've all polarized into Mr. Doer, doing to get, to earn, to deserve, to have, to become worthy of, you know, and we're all wearing ourselves out. But no, it's through the receiving. It's through the opening to receive. So, so no, she, uh, you know, I, if I could, I just, you know, I know that we have different, um, everybody's different. That's what makes the world great, you know, is that we all have our own uniqueness. And so as you're listening to this, I just want to encourage wherever you are on this uh, spectrum of energies and spectrums of having an inner voice, all of us probably listen to this show have said at one time or another, I'm driving myself crazy or I've, <laughs> I've made myself mad. And so in that moment, you've admitted that you do have two selves, the, the self that's kind of observing and the one that's being driven crazy, right? You know, like, I mean, they're, they're two that are working against each other. Wouldn't it be nice if you could just let that inner voice do something besides talk to you about how angry it is or how you're driving it crazy, but instead uh, just, you know, be that higher self that shows up for you. And when we're talking about energies and we're talking about energies of the earth, science and it, it's at our base, everything, the earth, you, everything that you see, it's all energy. So, you know, don't let those, don't let these words, uh, don't let these words scare you. Let these words just interest you, you know, uh, don't become frustrated, become fascinated. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. I do have a, I do have a couple, uh, questions for you that were, I just wanted to know, um, because you showed up in Sedona uh, 45 years ago, you, you look too young to have showed up 45 years ago, but <laughs> you showed up there 45 years ago, town of 2,500 people, a strong inner voice. My two questions are this along your spiritual journey to becoming, uh, the healer, uh, the healing artist <laughs> that you are today. Um, who, who's been your greatest influence in your uh, journey to become who you are? Um, and, um, and what is your favorite way to help people today? You know, like what's your favorite, you know, it seemed like I experienced a lot of modalities, if you will, uh, while I was there, there was sound healings and breath work, and there were so many different ways to really help people. And I got to experience several, but uh, who's been your greatest influence and uh, what's your favorite way to help people today? Wow. That's such an interesting question. Um, Cause I've had so many influences and I've been just an open sponge to, to receive. I don't know why, but uh, <laughs> Oprah Winfrey is coming up for me. Okay, as, all right. I mean, I mean, you know, somebody, I went to high school with Oprah Winfrey. You did. Do you believe that? Oh, Milwaukee. Nicolay High School. She's in my yearbook. Uh, we didn't actually know each other, but it was back when um, the she was being bussed in. And I mean, I was, you know, she was one of our, you know, our first Black people coming to our school. And um, I was just fascinated by her. I remember she'd walk by my locker and I'd be like, wow, I wonder what that's like for her to come to a school that's mostly all white people. Anyway, but what she's done with her life and her career and her generosity of spirit and how she's inform so many people on how to heal and uh, awaken and in such a um, uh, user-friendly way. Anyway, so, uh, so, but I've had a lot of, of great, great teachers and 
coaches. And I, I myself went to massage school when I was um, in my very early thirties. I think I was just 30 um, because I wanted to begin to help people in a different way. And when you come to Sedona, you know, and you're young and people say, well, how, what did you do here when, you know, when it was just this little tiny town? And I said, I did the Sedona shuffle. <laughs> it means that you do anything and everything that you can do to stay here, you know, and to get your roots here. And, uh, but then I went to massage school and that's, you know, where my life really changed because I, I became fascinated with the intelligence of our bodies and how this body, mind, heart, soul connection can heal, you know, all kinds of diseases, all kinds of uh, wounds from the past and our cellular memory, bringing that to the, uh, to the surface of our consciousness so that we can, you know, have freedom. So from, from hands-on work, I went into energy work, breath work, um, you know, just, I became just fascinated. I, I, I had so many certifications and so many different modalities, you know, so I became, you know, with Sedona Soul Adventure, I became the person that could pretty much do any of the sessions. And uh, so that's why whenever they need me, I, even though I have, I resigned a year ago from, as, from being a, a practitioner, I, I feel in any time they need me because I love what they're doing so much. I love Deborah and her, her beautiful, um, beautiful gift that she's giving the world through her, um, her retreats. And so, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm happy to, but I, That's but really my cool. sanctuary. Yeah. So, but recently, recently, you know, and again, this is not spirit voice, but before the pandemic, uh, started, I got a premonition about the pandemic and I spirit just told me, oh, by the way, just like that. Oh, by the way, very casual. There's going to be a worldwide epidemic. And I don't think I would have heard the word pandemic because I wouldn't have known, known that word worldwide epidemic. And it is going to invoke an incredible amount of fear. And your job is to stay out of all fear. Mm -hmm. Your job is to hold space for healing to happen. Do not be afraid of this virus. It's, it's not, you know, so, and, and create, continue to create sanctuary. Can people come and be out in nature and, um, and, you know, and not have to live in fear. So then I got the message and you are going, while everybody is being afraid of death and dying, you're going to dive into death and dying. Mm -hmm. So you're going to start training as a death doula. And a death a doula. Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, uh -huh. so what would a, what is a death doula, the definition of that or, or uh, you know, how, well, the, the most, the most powerful two rites of passage that we ever uh, go on is our birth into life. And the other guaranteed passage that we're all going to make is our birth out of life into our spirit, into our free, free, wow. natural essence, ourselves as, you know, as God, goddess beings, you know, so, so holding space and holding that sacred uh, spiritual, emotional space for people and families mm -hmm. is what a death doula does. She's like a midwife a midwife for the spirit to be able to 
Wow. That's Go to awesome. freedom. What a, and what then, a and, Wow. And then um, I became, so I got certified as a death doula and a home funeral guide and educator. So teaching families how to care for their loved ones before, during, and after death, where you're, you don't have to call the funeral home and have them come pick up the body so that you don't deal with it. You can have that body lay in honor and in state in your own homes. And so to learning all the, you know, the legalities of all of that. And then I call myself a green burial advocate. So to return back to the natural way of burial. So I'm even actually creating a green burial at, uh, place on my property. I'm going through the, the wow. legal, yeah. And wow. energies of, of getting that all. That, that's such, that's such a high yeah. calling. And you, you know, you've been so generous with your time today. Um, I, I thank you so much. I, I thank you for what you did for Cindy and I while we were out there. And I, I thank you for uh, being willing to follow up with a podcast because I just wanted more people to to have the the same awareness that we now have of what's available to us. Um, you know, because we can't wait to go back to Sedona. We can't <laughs> wait till our next face-to-face -face encounter with you, which today, uh, virtually, we get to do that. But I look forward to doing it in person. And uh, not, not to put in a plug for myself, for, for your heart's home, but I, I hope you'll consider staying at your heart's home when you come. Oh, that would be so awesome. That would be amazing. Uh -huh. that, that I know, I know. <laughs> that, seriously, that, that gets me super pumped. Because I said, what a way, great way to start our journey. Because we traveled like over this bridge and over this river and down this dirt road. And I felt like, um, <laughs> like, we, like exactly what we were doing. We climbed the high mountain to talk to the high priestess in a space of <laughs> it, energy. It was just, it is a rite of passage. Yeah, the, so yeah. That little, that mile long dirt road down old Indian road. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, I'm just, uh, you know, Wayne Dyer says, you know, have a mind that's open to everything and attached to nothing. And, and I hope that our listeners today, you might put different words on things, you know, what Ranjita calls spirit. Maybe you call Holy Spirit in your walk. And, and you know, that's yeah, fine. Yeah. And, um, you know, her death doula, maybe you think of some of those people that have actually been called to be in hospice care with people. And, mm -hmm. and what a, what a high calling that is, uh, you know, just, and what a, what a great heart uh, to, for helping people that you've been blessed with, uh, you know, this calling. And uh, thank you so much for doing what you do. You, you're an important turning point in my life. Uh, you you oh, definitely, uh, I mean, it was an emotional experience. It was a wonderful experience. And uh, I, I, I came back, uh, I'm working towards evolving towards some of our goals. You know, she said, uh, don't work yourself so hard and uh, have everything you do be a sacred privilege. And I'm not sure I've achieved that quite yet, but uh, <laughs> I have kept it in the forefront of my mind to make sure that I am uh, bringing more balance to my life and, and telling those bandits to, get off my shoulder and take the twerps with them. And <laughs> exactly. You're evicted. We're, yeah, yeah, let's, yeah. Send, let's send, let's send those to Mars. Okay. Yeah. Let's go. Not people, but, yeah. but those yeah. Yeah, load them yeah. up on an Elon Musk uh, rocket. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. Uh, Ranjita, thank you. Thank you. Oh, for what a pleasure. Thank you for letting me just, you know, share and, and, beat blah 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 but i really i just love you travis and and cindy and oh my gosh you touched my heart so deeply and you came so open you know that i could just dive right in and you were like 
come on, give it to me. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> here's we're going to go. And that's when you're open, that's all that's required. Uh, we love you too. And, and we thank you for that. And, and let me just ask this for our listeners, because they're probably getting pretty curious right now. Uh, you know, how do they get connected with your heart's home? Uh, you know, what's, what's the best path for them? You know, oh, with well, the, or, or can, to connect with you. How about just to connect yeah. with you if they want to reach yeah. out? You know, whichever, uh, both, whatever sure. you want to supply. Um, oh, thank you. Well, I didn't. Uh, I all I really wanted to do was advertise about how we all have a very, very uh, personal connection with our own divine essence. But if you want to, if you want to have uh, that enhanced, uh, just go to yourheartshome.com. Okay. Yeah. That's it. And it's all, all the, you know, there's information there. And, uh, and I also do have a, a site on Airbnb, your heart's home retreat sanctuary, but um, yeah. And it's, it's, it's really for intentional uh, guests that want to come and dive deeper into the truth of their magnificent self and learn how to love themselves unconditionally. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And live, live the life that they absolutely deserve and that they're here to live, you mm -hmm. know, with, without the layers that get in the way. Well, it's got, it's got my highest recommendation and uh, thank you. Uh, thank you so much. Um, and just think if you're going through something over nation, all this spiritual journey that Ranjita went on and, and evolved herself to be such a great servant to everyone else and such a great help and such a great healing artist, it all began with adversity, you know, mm -hmm. an addiction to overeating and, and then just, you know, calling out to the universe. So, uh, when you're going through something, it might be that you might be going to a certain place so it can take you to another great place, you know, so that's so can awesome. I just make one last final comment and that oh, you, had a, you, you had a wonderful guest on um, that I listened to his podcast with you and his, his name was uh, Bedrose. Yeah. Bedrose. And yeah. Bedrose, I, I, I was fascinated because Bedrose says, you know, one of the greatest gifts in my life was being molested. Mm. And, you know, to be able to look at the things that injured us as the greatest gifts that actually end up leading us to our, our greater selves. Mm -hmm. And that's what I used to say. I, I used to say the biggest, biggest curse in my life is that I became addicted to food in such an, a compulsive, unconscious way. And then now I say the greatest gift that ever happened in my life is that I had this this food compulsion and uh, addiction because yeah. it, it led me home wow. to heaven on mother earth. That's so good. That's I want so every, good. I want everyone to live in heaven on mother earth. Uh, thank, so you please, for, thank you. Thank you. Please for come home to your heart. Your heart is that home. Your heart is that home. Oh, that's yeah. good. That's good. Yeah. Thank you, Ranjita for being okay. on the show today. I can't wait till we meet thank again. Come to your heart's home. Oh, I, look, I, will. I look forward to it. <laughs> you can <laughs> you have a home away from home. <laughs> okay. I'll be back. Bye. See you. Okay. Bye for now, Travis. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening, Overcomer Nation. Make sure if you haven't already, give us a five-star rating. Make sure that you share this and subscribe so you can see all of our future content. That's right. And if you'd like to be a guest on a future show, go to overcomers-podcast.com. If you're interested in our franchise opportunities with Journey 333, then go to www.journeyfitness333.com. And finally, if you like what you heard today and you feel like you're somebody that needs a bit more coaching, go to travisbarnes.com.